Justin Trudeau and the government of Canada voted in support of Hamas at the United Nations on Tuesday. I wish I was kidding, but I am not. Despite Canada's long-standing policy of support for Israel, Justin Trudeau has stabbed Jewish Canadians in the back. He is now calling for Israel to more or less surrender to Hamas, all in pursuit of winning votes for his Liberal Party of Canada. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. So it has been an interesting week for Canada's foreign policy when it comes to Israel. In the span of less than 24 hours, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau went from breaking bread with Jewish Canadians, lighting the menorah to commemorate the Jewish festival of Hanukkah, to condemning Israel at the United Nations and more or less calling for them to surrender to Hamas. Yes, Justin Trudeau voted in favor in support of Hamas at the United Nations. So how did this all happen? We're going to go through the timeline on the show today. So this was a scene in Ottawa on Monday evening, Monday, December 12th, at a ceremony on Parliament Hill. Justin Trudeau was there, Chrystia Freeland were there. They were showing their support for Jewish Canadians and paid respect to the religious holiday of Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights. Now, it may seem a little mundane to acknowledge Hanukkah, but honestly, in 2023, as I talked about on my show yesterday, it actually takes some courage as a woke progressive politician like Justin Trudeau to attend a Hanukkah event. Leftist politicians from Calgary Mayor Jody Gondok to California Governor Gavin Newsom have decided to either cancel or completely avoid Hanukkah celebrations lest we anger our pro-Hamas constituents. Well, Justin Trudeau did show up and here he is wishing a happy Hanukkah to Jewish Canadians. Hello everyone. Tonight, Jewish people in Canada and around the world will gather around the menorah for the first night of Hanukkah. I know the past two months have been incredibly difficult for Jewish people. On October 7th, the world watched in horror as Hamas committed acts of unspeakable violence against innocent civilians. Since then, there has been a disturbing rise of anti-Semitism that is making people feel unsafe in their schools, their workplaces, and their communities. We've seen unacceptable hateful acts that no parent should have to explain to their kids and that no rabbi should have to explain to their congregation. I want to be clear. Our government stands with you. We will never accept any form of anti-Semitism or hatred, and we will always speak up for Israel's right to exist and right to defend itself. The story of Hanukkah is a reminder that light shines brighter than darkness and right always prevails over wrong. It's also a reminder of the resilience of the Jewish people who've persevered through periods of unfathomable difficulty before. Canada will continue to stand with Israel and with Jewish communities around the world as we persevere through this as well. I hope that the lessons of Hanukkah and the glowing light of the menorah bring you hope during this difficult time. I also hope you can find comfort and peace as you celebrate your traditions. Whether you're watching the kids play with dreidels, frying latkes and eating sufganyot together, or listening to the heroic story of the Maccabees. And as we begin the new year, I want you to know that we will continue to stand with you. Chag Hanukkah Sameach. 
At around the exact same time as Trudeau and Freeland were on Parliament Hill with Jewish Canadians showing their support, Trudeau's very unserious foreign affairs minister, Melanie Jolie, was over at the CBC doing an interview where she announced or introduced a bizarre new initiative that seemed to undermine Canada's support for Israel and its right to defend itself. So in this interview with the CBC, Melanie Jolie said that her government will eventually support an accountability system to investigate Israel's military conduct during its war against Hamas. But interestingly, in this interview, when asked about the uh, ceasefire resolution at the United Nations, Julie says she's still looking at different versions of the expected resolution and that basically they hadn't decided how they were going to vote. So that was Monday evening. Julie really showed no intention that they would support a ceasefire resolution at the United Nations. But then Tuesday morning came, Tuesday, December 12th, and Canada decided to break its longstanding support for Israel by voting in favor of a ceasefire at the United Nations. Now, make no mistake, a call for a ceasefire is support for Hamas. It's a call for Israel to stop fighting against Hamas, to allow Hamas to live another day, to survive, to regroup. It's basically calling just for Israel to lay down its arms, knowing full well that Hamas doesn't really listen to ceasefires. It doesn't really respect ceasefires. They continue to fire rockets. They continue to wage unprovoked attacks on Jewish civilians. We saw that during the very recent humanitarian pause when there was a massacre at a bus stop in Jerusalem against civilians, including a pregnant woman who was murdered, and Hamas took credit for it and Hamas celebrated it, basically. So we know that a ceasefire only really applies to Israel. It's telling Israel to stop. So why this sudden change in policy? Well, here is Melanie Jolie explaining why the Trudeau government flip-flopped on this issue. Here's that clip. We must recognize that what is unfolding before our eyes will only enhance the cycle of violence. Well, this will not lead to the durable defeat of Hamas, which is necessary, and the threat that it poses to Israel. With the future of Israelis and Palestinians in mind, Canada is joining the international call for a humanitarian ceasefire. We have done so in a joint statement with Australia and New Zealand earlier today, and we have done so this afternoon at the UN. So somehow we're supposed to believe that stopping the war will help Israel defeat Hamas, something about cycle of violence. Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Let's read from the news story. This is from CP on this issue. The headline says, Canada breaks with longstanding Israel stance at the UN in voting for Gaza ceasefire. So Canada voted in favor of the non-binding resolution of the United Nations on Tuesday that calls for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in a move that broke with years of Canadian policy and shocked Jewish groups. The vote at the UN General Assembly represents a shift in Canada's longstanding position of siding with Israel on major resolutions at the international body and arguing the Jewish state is unfairly called out in global forms. We'll continue reading from the CP story. It says, the Liberals say the carnage in the Gaza Strip led Canada to change its tack. They quote Melanie Jolie a few times from that clip that we just played. Then it provides a bit more context about the war. Then it goes back to another quote from Melanie Jolie, and she says, thousands of children are now orphans. Countless Palestinian civilians in Gaza are suffering without food, water, fuel, or medicine, and their homes have been reduced to rubble. So I'm sorry, but the fact that thousands of children are now orphans is because their fathers were part of Hamas. They're part of Hamas. They chose to join a terrorist group. I don't quite understand why that's Israel's fault. Same with the idea that Gazans are suffering without food, water, fuel, or medicine. We know that Hamas steals those supplies. We know that Hamas controls all those supplies. Why is it that Israel is getting the blame for this when it is clearly Hamas that is doing 
doing these things. This is the kind of stuff that just makes you shake your head about the things that Melanie Jolie says, the things that she freelances about and that she's allowed to say. She really doesn't know what she's talking about. So, okay, literally up until hours before the vote happened, Canada's position, Trudeau's position, was that they did not support the ceasefire. They have been saying that throughout the war that they do not support one. They supported a humanitarian pause, but they did not support a ceasefire. Canada supported Israel's right to defend itself, to recover those hostages, to eliminate the terror threat on its border. It was the NDP, the left-wing NDP, and a small handful of left-wing liberal MPs who supported a ceasefire, who independently put out that statement saying that they wanted a ceasefire, but the Trudeau government did not. In fact, interestingly, even now, after the liberals have come out and moved their support away from Israel, some liberal MPs are publicly breaking ranks with Trudeau, with the Liberal Party. They have made statements on social media. And let me just emphasize that this is something that is very rarely done in Canadian politics. Party solidarity is very strong in Canada. You very rarely see a Liberal MP breaking ranks with the Prime Minister or a Conservative MP breaking ranks with the Conservative leader. So first we had Anthony Housefather on Twitter. This is what he writes. In my view, any cessation of hostilities requires Hamas to release all hostages and lay down arms and surrender. Hamas, a terrorist organization, is entirely responsible for starting a war. I disagree with our vote at the United Nations today. Good on Anthony Housefather to speak his mind. Likewise, we had Marco Mendicino on Twitter also putting out a statement, also saying this, I disagree with Canada's vote at the United Nations today. I do not support its call for Israel to agree to what is effectively an unconditional ceasefire. At present, that would only place in further jeopardy the safety and security of Israelis and Palestinians in Gaza. So good for those liberals to speak their mind and to remain principled. Now, oddly, after the vote, Melanie Jolie jumped back on Twitter to add a bunch more facts and, and a bunch of more demands that are actually counter to what the United Nations had voted for, counter to what she said in those stories to the Canadian press and to CBC. So she writes this, Hostages must be released. Foreign nationals, including Canadians, must be able to leave Gaza, and more aid must be able to enter. Hamas must lay down its weapons. Canada supports efforts to a sustainable ceasefire, which cannot be one-sided. But none of those were conditions to the ceasefire that she voted at at the United Nations. So in a nutshell, this is the problem with the United Nations resolution. It only focuses on Israel. It's telling Israel to stop. It ignores the party that wages the war, the party that endangers its civilians, by fighting in plain clothes as militant combatants in heavily dense, uh, heavily populated civilian areas. It ignores the party that doesn't care about ceasefires. It doesn't acknowledge ceasefires. And that, of course, is Hamas. So Melanie Jolie, of course, was called out for her response. This is Sija, the Canadian-Israel-Jewish Alliance. They wrote this, empty words, you just voted for a UN resolution that intentionally and explicitly included those considerations. Minister Melanie Jolie, you cannot have it both ways. Well, that is exactly right. Now, many Canadians, especially Jewish Canadians, are probably now wondering what led to Justin Trudeau's change of heart. Why did Canada suddenly shift away from its longstanding position? Why the sudden flop? Why the sudden knife in the back to his Jewish allies? Well, the answer is quite easy. This one article, published about four days ago, says it all. So here it is in the CBC. It says, group representing Canadian Muslim donors pulls back from Liberal Party over stance on Gaza. From the letter, it says, 
representing influential Canadian Muslim donors to the Liberal Party of Canada, has dropped out of the ranks of the party's top donors, citing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's disinclination to call for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict, CBC News has learned. In a formal letter sent to party president Sachit Mera on November 27th, the group, which says it has 400 members, says that it has called on Trudeau repeatedly to request a ceasefire. The leader does not appear to be interested in truly listening, nor interested in giving true value to international law. With broken hearts, we must depart the Laurier Club, the group said. The donor club is mostly made up of Canadian Muslim professionals such as lawyers and doctors formed in December 2014. The group helped Justin Trudeau to win his first election victory in 2015. Well, there you go. Now we know that part of the reason that Justin Trudeau won his first election was because this group of influential Muslims, 400 Muslim donors, who the CBC is telling us helped him win. So that's the reason. It's just that simple. For Justin Trudeau, it is all transactional. It is about votes. For his entire tenure as prime minister, since he was running for this position in 2015, Trudeau has put the Liberal Party and its electoral interests ahead of the well-being of Canada, ahead of our unity, ahead of our national interests. I wrote a book on this topic back in 2016. It is called Losing True North, which became a number one bestseller. It sold tens of thousands of copies, which is really unprecedented for a Canadian political book. But there was a lot of interest in it. And the words that I wrote are true. It is still happening. Trudeau has a deliberate policy to change Canada's long-standing immigration tradition, orient our immigration towards intake from the Arab and the Muslim world. And rather than making attempts to integrate and to assimilate these new Canadians, rather than telling them to leave their tribal hatreds at home and to come to Canada and embrace Canadian values, Trudeau has done the opposite. He's told them that they can remain exactly as they are. He's fueled radical Islamists, and he has defended them at every opportunity. Under Justin Trudeau's tenure as Prime Minister, Canada has welcomed more than half a million Muslims, and Trudeau wants to make sure that every single one of them will forever vote for his party, will forever vote for the Liberal Party. And that is what this is all about. Jewish activist Anthony Koch pointed this out on Twitter last night. He says, the Liberal Party understands demographics. They're making a choice based on a very cold and hard political reality. There are far more Muslims in Canada than there are Jews. And as time goes on, the disparity will likely continue to grow exponentially. That's all there is to it. I think that's right. I think it's that simple. There's just one more element, which is why I added this tweet. I said the demographic shift didn't just happen. It was a deliberate change in policy by the Trudeau libs. They prioritize immigration from Arab and Muslim countries for this reason. So the demographics are going to continue to shift in that favor, which is why eventually we knew that Trudeau was going to make this jump. Well, it happened on December 12th. The mask has slipped and Canadians can now see the truth. Justin Trudeau doesn't care about principle. Justin Trudeau doesn't really care about democracy or stability in the Middle East. He doesn't really care about supporting an ally or fighting against radical Islamism and terrorism. No, he doesn't care about those things. Justin Trudeau cares about himself and he cares about the Liberal Party of Canada winning the most votes. That's all there is to it. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.